This is a Hope 103.2 podcast. Hello, I am Georgia and welcome to Finding Hope, the podcast that swaps out the depressing news headlines for stories of hope that won't make the front page. Today is just a really short episode to celebrate reaching the official halfway point of season one. I really cannot thank you enough for listening, truly. When I first had the idea for this podcast earlier this year, I had no idea that it would actually drop just in time for Sydney's longest lockdown. To have this podcast out into the world, spreading hope and light in a really dark and messy time has been a real joy and it definitely has God's fingerprints and timing written all over it. I'm going to share my favourite moments of the season so far, but before I do, I want to give a big shout out to anyone listening who has a story to share or perhaps knows someone with a story to share. Big or small, if it's filled with hope, I want to know about it. One of the very best things about this podcast is that it shares stories of everyday people, not celebrities or particularly well-known voices a lot of the time, just everyday folks with amazing stories to share. It's made me realise that everyone has a story worth sharing and it's actually made me relate to the people in my life and even strangers a little bit differently. Perhaps you've been through something really hard that's taught you something about God or yourself. Whatever it is, I would love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on the Finding Hope page at hopepodcasts.com.au and I'll see your message and respond to you there. I'd also actually love to hear your feedback about the podcast, what you've loved, what maybe you haven't loved, (laughs) what you'd love to see more of in the future. You can let me know via the podcast page, once again, at hopepodcasts.com.au or you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. Now, there are 10 fantastic episodes so far that you can listen to. In fact, if you've missed any, at this point, just stop, press pause on my rambling and go listen to one of them. They are a lot better than anything that I could ever say. But look, if you're all caught up, I think it's worth revisiting some highlights of the season so far. First up, my absolute favourite chat so far. They've all been brilliant, but this one definitely has topped the rest. And that is Corey Tart. I think I'm a little biased because I do have a science degree but he's doing amazing work with his initiative, Deadly Science, which provides science books and resources to remote Indigenous schools across the nation. But these are more than books. Corey and his team are showing kids that there is a different path to life, a hope for the future, in a country that so often counts out Indigenous kids. We had a really moving chat, not only about the power of science and STEM, but also the much bigger, heavier issue of incarceration of First Nations kids. If we're going to lock people up based on their race for making one mistake and not give them the opportunity to learn, then we are doing a disservice um, to society because one, those those kids and and are not going to learn, you know, right from wrong if they're going to get locked up every time. And for the for a lot of those kids that get in trouble, uh, a cell might be the only time they get their own bed or like their own room or their three meals a day. So to really address the problem, we need to to actually look at why, what what other inequalities are leading to this, and how do we address it? For me, I. You know, I can safely say Deadly Science has kept a few kids out of jail now. 
um, and, and a few kids from, you know, taking their own lives. I remember hearing that for the first time and being absolutely floored by these comments. I almost felt ashamed of my ignorance. But then I realised this is why these conversations are needed. This is why they exist. Because once you know better, you can do better. And I think that one comment, and also Corey's whole conversation, it's taught me to look at every story with a different lens. Every person with a different lens. A lens of compassion, of love, of tolerance, of understanding. Because you really have no idea what someone has been through. Everyone has a story. Everyone is bringing their past experiences to their present lives. And some people just really have different lots in life. I think as a kid, I was given a massive head start. I'm white, for starters. I was born into a middle-class family. I received a private school education and I have a university degree. It doesn't make me better or more worthy of love or compassion or second chances or good education than any of the kids right now in Australia. It's simply the luck of the draw. I was drawn a very different card. And I think it's very important to remember that. And we treat everyone we come across as stories that we simply don't know yet. If you want to listen to Corey's full conversation, and I really do recommend that you do, head back on to episode six. It's called Corey Tut, The Man Changing Lives with Science Books. The next highlight I want to share is from Rebecca Oates. We met Rebecca in episode seven, and she's an absolute powerhouse. She owned a hairdressing business in Perth, where she lived with her husband and four children. And she gave it all up to follow a calling from God to move to India to serve the people there. She traveled to a very hard part of India, Sonagachi, known as the Red Light District in Kolkata. 10,000 women line the streets in a one square kilometer radius every night trapped in a life of prostitution. It was there that Beck met Mina, a woman working to change the prospects of the women living here, something that Beck wanted to do as well. But their first meeting didn't quite go as expected. She knew, you know, that I'd come to to learn and help if I could. So she sat me down and sort of said, well, okay, you've come here. Um, lots of people come here and they have a look. <laughs> and she said, people tell me that Jesus loves me. And she said, people tell me that Jesus is here in Sonagachi. And, you know, this is a dark place, but there's not been a place um, like that where I've had more, um, been more sure that Jesus was present than in that place. And so I was very pleased to say, oh, Jesus is here. You know, he, he may be weeping. <laughs> he is here. She said, so... People know what's going on here. People know this is not a secret. And so if all these people follow Jesus and Jesus is here, then where are these people? Where are they? Why why aren't they here? The reason that I love this moment so much is that it reminded me what it means to be a Christian and a follower of Jesus. So often, I think we can live very insular lives and worry about reading our Bible and praying for the right things and going to church, which are all really important, don't get me wrong. But it's just as important to walk alongside those who need it, to be a light in a really dark world in a practical way, exactly what Mina and Rebecca were doing. You can listen to Rebecca's full story in episode seven titled Rebecca Oates, The Family Who Sold Everything to Follow God. 
The last highlight I want to share, going all the way back to episode one with Meryl McKenzie from Mercy Ships. I remember being so nervous when launching this first episode. I had no idea how this podcast would be received, no idea how Meryl's story would be received, but there was just so much fantastic reception and feedback for Meryl and the work of Mercy Ships, the wonderful work they do. It really set the tone for the rest of the podcast and I'm still so thankful for Meryl for being a bit of a guinea pig, to be honest, as my first guest, but she was just incredible. Meryl is a operation theatre nurse who spends her days on a hospital ship performing life-saving surgeries for the world's poorest people on the coast of Africa. And she shared a story, one of many stories, of one of her patients, Ulrich. So we do an orthopaedic program, um, making the lame to walk, <laughs> helping the lame to walk, straightening, straightening legs. And Ulrich was is about sixteen, and he'd had he'd suffered birth trauma to his knees and in muscle contractures. And it's very hard to explain how he walked, except to say that his feet faced forward, his knees faced backwards, and he was bent over at the knees and walked with two sticks. So it was probably about 18 inches off the ground and he was about 16. He had two surgeries, one on each leg to to straighten those, those that particular deformity out. And he stood up for the first time and he presented the, the um, surgeon that did his surgery, he presented Dr. Frank with one of his walking sticks and says, here you go, I'm not going to need these anymore. And, you know, <laughs> you're just the emotion of... of um, it's just, yeah, every, every day there's stories like that. Like I said, that is just one of thousands, literally thousands of lives that have been changed by the work of Meryl and Mercy Ships. You can scroll all the way back down to episode one. It's called Meryl McKenzie, the nurse who lives on a boat. Look, those are just three highlights that I love, but honestly, go and check out any or all of the first 10 episodes. I'd love for you to check out those chats. And thank you so much to you for coming along for the ride. I'll be back next week to start the second half of the season. There are 10 more fantastic episodes to get to before the end of the year. Until next time, look after each other. Maybe ask your friends or family or neighbours or the guy behind you in the supermarket line how they are. You might just find out a bit of their story and be all the richer for it. And after all, that's what life's all about, hey? As always, I'll leave you with a Bible verse. This one is actually one of my very favourites. For from Christ's fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. John chapter 1, verse 16. Catch you next time. This is a Hope 1032 production. Thanks for listening.